Matthew tonight, the book of Matthew chapter 8, verse number 1. The book of Matthew chapter 8, in verse number 1. And uh, it's good to be in here tonight and uh, have a little break from the crazy class in the back. But now this is, it's always good to be back there too. Um, uh, also, if you, I was here this Sunday, but the last couple Sundays I was, was gone. I went and visited my brother, and then I went to Cloverdale and preached there. So it was weird being gone that much, but I wasn't skipping church. I was just going to other churches. <laughs> so um, we're in the book of Matthew chapter 8, and uh, i bring it up later, but in the uh, pray for uh, pastor. They're on, a, they're on a little trip. They had their, they had a a little mini vacation can, uh, that they had to cancel when uh, Jim and his dad passed away, so they they kind of moved that, and uh, that's where they are uh, today. And also, I uh, was um, thinking about as I was coming up here, I added a few things to, we added a couple things to the church calendar, and so that are, are pretty far out, but um, they're on the church calendar. The, the one of them was the junior church overnighter, and I believe that's August 5th through the 6th, and it's at Longview uh, Bible Baptist Church. Uh, it's not here, but we always have a, the kids always have an amazing time at that. It's like a one-night camp kind of thing. And then also the men's retreat is on the calendar for November, uh, the week before um, Thanksgiving, as it normally is. And so I uh, just wanted to make you aware of those. We're in Matthew chapter 8, verse number 1. And I'm just going to read the first four verses. The Bible says, When he was come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will, be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus saith unto him, See that thou tell no man, but go thy way, show thyself to the priest, and offer the gift that Moses commanded, for a testimony unto them. Let's pray. Dear Lord, I just thank you for this day, Lord, that we can pause in the middle of the week to, to learn from your word, Lord. Lord, I pray that you'll be with uh, this with this lesson, Lord, that we look at tonight, Lord. I pray that you'll be with uh, the teen class and the junior church class as well, that you'll be with those teachers tonight. In your son, Jesus Christ's name, amen. All right, you may be seated. In... In society at this time, the lepers, the Gentiles, and women were considered second-class citizens at best and outcasts at worst. Jewish people, especially the Pharisees, many Pharisees would pray each morning, I give thanks, I am, I am a man, not a woman, and a Jew, not a Gentile, and a freeman, and not a slave. So status was very important to them. And this man that Jesus healed, the leper, he was at the very bottom. He was at the bottom of the bottom. You know, and as we look, as we go through the Bible, I've noticed the Bible has a little bit of something for everyone when it comes to stories. You know, some people are into, are into um, battle scenarios, and the Bible has a lot of that in the Old Testament. Um, different battle, battle scenarios, we've been going through um, the part of the Bible, we've been looking at David and Saul and Jonathan and all of the things going on with that, and there's, <clears throat> there's a lot going on, and I think... Um, there's, there's people that are into that, and I think especially, it seems like dads are always into that. I think, uh, you know, you always can give a dad a good World War II book. I think dads are studying for a, 
test on World War II that the rest of us don't know about, but that's my experience. And also, if you want a love story, you can go to the Bible for that. But this falls into a, a different category. And I think this is the category <laughs> that, it falls, that it falls into, that we're, everybody kind of likes a gross medical story. Or I think a lot of people do, even if they won't admit it. You know, a lot of people watch medical dramas on TV, and that's one thing, but I think this falls into more of like a medical, medical reality show, like, like Dr. Pimple Popper. If, you, <laughs> if you've ever watched that, when you, just, when you read the description of leprosy, it's like watching an episode of that show. It's something that's truly an awful disease. And so I guess this is a message for people that like that show. <laughs> No, the message is for everyone. So leprosy was, was the scourge of the ancient world. Nothing evoked more fear and more dread or more revulsion than the sight of these people that were essentially the, the walking dead. The smell of decaying flesh would announce their coming long before the, they would see them with their raspy voice declaring unclean, unclean. The announcement was required to do, be declared so that they so that the other people would have warning to be able to get out of the way. You'd see the stumbling shuffle of toeless feet, the wandering of sightless eyes, and the moan of a cheekless mouth. So it was a really horrible disease. Now, one of uh, this uh, Jewish scholar, Edelshim, says that the disease, which is called today leprosy, it begins on, certain, on smaller areas of the body and starts and with little marks, and then numbness follows, and soon the skin and spots lose their original color. It gets thick and glossy and scaly, and it progresses. The thickened spots become dirty sores and ulcers because of the poor blood supply. The skin, especially around the eyes and ears, begin to bunch, and deep furrows in the, uh, of swelling, and the individuals began to resemble more of a, of a lion because of the, the swelling in their face. And then uh, it just gets worse and worse from there. And have you ever thought, stopped to think about the rest of this man's life? You know, this man that Jesus healed, you know, likely it just started one day with a, with a mark. You know, maybe he, we, we don't know a lot about his background, but we can guess maybe one morning he, he noticed a spot and he was out, well, out in the field, working in his field, and then he came back and had from work and had his wife look at the spot and was a little concerned and then let it go on another day and then he came back from work again and it was worse and you know maybe his wife said you know why why don't you have the priest go take a look at that and the priest takes a look and deems that it's leprosy and this is the worst possible diagnosis because not only was it was this a terrible disease that he was going to get but he was also going to be instantly isolated from his family he wasn't even going to get to say goodbye. Now, and then, it get, and, and then as time goes on, he saw his children growing up from a distance. They would leave food in a certain place, and he would come get it after they withdrew. He could not touch them, and he couldn't touch anybody because he was now an untouchable. He was now a leper. Then one day, Jesus came along and said, and, and he said, Lord, if thou will, can you make me clean? And Jesus touched him, which is something truly incredible 
to, to him because of this leprosy that he had. And you know, the Bible parallels leprosy and sin, and that's what we're going to look at tonight. You know, this does not mean that this man had leprosy because, because of his sin. You know, we don't know uh, why this man had leprosy, and we don't want to draw that conclusion because then we're just like, we're just like Job's, Job's friends. But first tonight, we want to look at the nature of sin, the nature of sin. You know, there's a number of afflictions that our Bible categorizes here as leprosy. This dreaded infection forced the victim to live apart from others. When they approached, they had to cry, unclean, unclean, so the others would not be defiled. This leper ran, ran to Jesus and violated this code, and it was evidence of his faith in Jesus. And so this idea is leprosy as an illustration of sin. Listen as I read a couple verses in Isaiah 1, 5, and 6. The Bible says, Why should ye be stricken any more? Ye will revolt more and more. The whole head is sick. The whole heart is faint. From the sole of the foot unto the head there is no soundness in it. But wounds and bruises and putrefying sores they have been closed, neither bound up, neither mollified with ointment. And so keep your finger in um, Matthew chapter 8. We're going to turn over to Luke, Luke, I mean not Luke, Leviticus chapter 13, Leviticus chapter 13, and in verse number 3, Leviticus chapter 13, verse number 3, and the Bible offers us this picture uh, of sin, uh, and and con- it, when it comes to leprosy, and we can look back on the Old Testament for this illustration, not only of the sin, but also of the, the healing that Jesus offers in salvation. And so in Leviticus chapter 13, verse number 3, we see that sin is deeper than just skin deep. Sin is, sin is deeper than just skin deep. In Leviticus 13, 3, the Bible says, And the priest shall look on the plague in the skin of the flesh, and when the hair of the plague is turned white, and the plague in the sight be deeper than the skin of his flesh, it is the plague of leprosy, and the priest shall look on him and pronounce him unclean. And so, the context of this is this is the instructions given on how they're supposed to determine if somebody, if somebody has leprosy and what they're supposed to do and what the ceremonial cleansing is. And so, when it comes to sin, though, sometimes we can think that a sin is not going to affect us. And it also can relate to, a lot of people will say, well, Sometimes I do bad things, but I'm not, I'm not a bad person. I'm still a good person. And that's how people get this idea that they can somehow work their way to heaven because they say, I'm a basically a good person. All the sins that I do, they're just external. They're not internal. But that's not the case. Sin, sin always affects us, no matter what. And so sin is deeper than just the skin. Secondly, sin separates. Go ahead and look down in verse number 8 of Leviticus chapter 13. Leviticus 13, verse number 8, the Bible says, And if the priest see that, behold, the scab spreadeth in the skin, then the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is leprosy. The tricky thing about sin is that we can think it's under our control, but it's really not. You like this disease, this leprosy, it was, would start in a spot and it would spread and get worse and worse and worse, completely out of the victim's control. You know, that's how, that's how sin is. 
um, but we bring it upon ourselves and then uh, but we think we have it under control and it just it just goes it just spreads and spreads and spreads till and it's completely out of our control Notice thirdly, sin defiles and isolates. Sin defiles and isolates. Look down maybe a few pages over in verses 45, verse 45 of Leviticus 13. We're going to read verses 45 and 46 of Leviticus 13. So we have that uh, sin is deeper than just the skin. Sin spreads and sin defiles and isolates. In Leviticus 13, 45, the Bible says, And the leper in whom the plague is, his clothes shall be rent, his head bare, and he shall... Put a covering upon his lip, and he shall cry, Unclean, unclean. And all the days wherein the plague shall be in him, he shall be defiled. He is unclean. He shall dwell alone without the camp, shall his habitation be. You know, sin ultimately separates us from God. Since God, since God is completely perfect, we cannot be in his presence without, without the righteousness of Jesus Christ, without that forgiveness. And and sin, and so, and so we have that separation of God. And God also can't allow us into, his, his, into, into a perfect heaven if we, if we have sin. Just like the, the leper, they can't be allowed into, into the city because, they're, because their disease will spread. Notice um, in, verses 52, in verse 52 of Leviticus 13, sin is only, only fit... For the fire. Sin is only fit for the fire. Leviticus 13.52 says, He shall therefore burn that garment, whether wrap or wolf or woolen or linen, or anything of the skin wherein the plague is, for it is a fretting leprosy, it shall be burnt in the fire. So that was the only way they could think of to get rid of to get rid of this of the, the infected garment so that it wouldn't spread. You know, this is like a much more extreme version of like March and April of 2020 when people were bringing home their groceries and wiping them down with Clorox. And they would have to, they would have these things that were infected and they would just burn them. And so I don't know that there was any, I don't know anybody that was that committed to keeping the groceries clean that they were burning them. But that's what, that's what they were doing to get rid of this horrible, horrible disease. So... And then notice that Jesus commanded this man to not tell others, but to go to the priests and have them declared him and restored and fit for society. You see, it was the priest that both declared, declared the man unclean by diagnosing, essentially, this, the leprosy. But it was also the priest, if somehow they were able to be, uh, to be healed, it was the priest that was would make the final call to say, okay, you're clean, you're good to go. And so, so first tonight, we had the nature of sin. Then, we ne- next we have the cleansing ceremony, the cleansing ceremony. So if you'll turn over with me to Leviticus uh, 14, this ceremony described in Leviticus 13 is a picture of Christ's work for sinners. So we looked at leprosy as this picture of this picture of sin and how, how, how nasty it is and how it spreads so quickly and how it's out, of, it's out of our control. But notice in Leviticus 14, we see this cleansing ceremony. The Bible says in verse 1, and, Mo, and the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, This shall be the law of the leper in the day of his cleansing. 
he shall be brought unto the priest, and the priest shall go forth out of the camp, and the priest shall look and behold if the plague of leprosy be healed in the leper. Then shall the priest command to take for him that is to be cleansed two birds alive and clean, and cedar wood and scarlet and hyssop. And the priest shall command that one of the birds be killed in an earthen vessel over running water. water. As for the living bird, he shall take it and the cedar wood and the scarlet of the hyssop, and he shall dip them and the living bird in the blood of the bird that was killed over the running water. And he shall sprinkle upon him that is to be cleansed from the leprosy seven times and shall pronounce him clean and shall let the living bird loose unto the open field. And he that is to be cleansed shall wash his clothes and shave off his hair and wash himself in the water that he may be clean. And after that, he shall command into the camp and shall tarry, tarry abroad about the tent seven days. So as we go, as we look through that, um, that ceremony, the bird slain pictures the death of Christ. The bird released, we can see pictures Christ's resurrection. Putting the bird into this, the one, the remains of the, of the dead bird into the earthen vessel or, or a jar, we might uh, envision it, is it pictures the incarnation of Christ when he took on a human body that he might die for us. The application of the blood to the ear, thumb, and toe illustrates the need for a personal faith in his death, in the death of Christ. And the oil on the, on the blood reminds us of the Spirit of God who enters the person when we trust them as personal Savior. We notice that the priest is not going out, or, or we notice that the priest is, is not going out to heal the leper, but is going to see if the leper has been healed. This isn't something that's healing the leper. This is just uh, a ceremonial cleansing because, they only, because only Jesus here had the power to heal him from, from this leprosy. This is the law of leprosy in the day of his cleansing. This was a ritual which was to be followed precisely. And it's a ceremonial cleansing which followed the cure of leprosy. It wasn't something that cured it. And so this man had been pronounced a leper by the priest. And after Jesus healed him, he was then able to go to the priest and have this ceremony so that he could be declared, declared clean, so that he could go, up, go back and be a member of society again. Now, and so now the priest must declare him cleansed. The priest must go, go out to the leper and meet him where he is. The leper would not dare come into, come into society, come into the city, um, and be among people because he was forbidden to do that. Therefore, the priest must go to him. And we find this mentioned in Luke, 12, or Luke 17, 12. The Bible says, And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. They had to stand afar off. They had to be away from, from the, the, the healthy people that didn't have it so that it didn't, so that it didn't spread. There was a wonderful parallel between the work of Jesus Christ and when he came from heaven's glory in a, to a sin-cursed earth and, um, and how it relates to this man suffering with, with leprosy and in his sin. You know, we can't go up into heaven because we have the curse of sin on us. So, um, lastly, tonight, we've looked at 
we've looked at the nature of sin and the cleansing ceremony. And lastly, tonight, I want to look at the person of Jesus, the person of Jesus. When Jesus touched the leper, this would have been, I feel like when this happened, everybody, it would have been like all the air left the room. When Jesus touched the leper, he contracted the, the, the leper's defilement. He would have, con he would, but instead of, of that, he gave the leper health because he was Jesus. Anybody else touching this leper would instantly become unclean. But because he was, because he was Jesus, he was able to heal this man. It was the opposite. And we see that, the, that scripture says he was made sin for us in 2 Corinthians 5.21. The leper did not question Jesus' ability to heal. He just wondered if Jesus was willing to heal him. And God is willing to save. Um, the Bible says that God our Savior, who's, he's, who's willing that all men be saved, and he's, willing, he's not willing that any should perish in 2 Peter, 2, or 2 Peter 3, 9. So Jesus commanded the man not to tell others, but to go to the priests and to, and to go to them to be restored and go back to be able to go back to society to go through this ceremonial cleansing. And it, that was the ceremony that we looked at in Leviticus chapter 14. And it's a picture of Christ's work for sinners. And if you'll turn with me back to Matthew uh, chapter 8, uh, verse number 1, if you have your, um, if you still have your finger there, Matthew chapter 8, verse number 1. And uh, actually, we're going to pick up in verse number, verse number 2 of Luke chapter 8. The Bible says, And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, canst thou make me clean? So he doesn't, he doesn't ask if, if Jesus can, but if, if, if he will uh, make him clean. Because to anybody else... Um, but Jesus, the, the risk would have been huge of touching, of touching this, this leper, of, of healing him, or of even getting anywhere close to him. And then in verse number 3, the Bible says, And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus saith unto him, See thou tell no man, but go thy way and show thyself to the priest, and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. So the man did not obey Christ. He immediately started to, started to tell everybody what Jesus had done, had done for him. Now, this is something we see in, in Jesus' miracles. And, and, I, and I would think from, from Scripture that Jesus would tell um, the individuals he healed not to go around telling everybody just so that he would have a chance to do ministry in that town before the crowds began to... Um, intensely surround him so that he wouldn't be able to um, to continue his work. And we see that in Mark 145, uh, the Bible says, but he went out and began to publish it much and, the bla and to blaze abroad the matter inasmuch that Jesus could no more openly enter into the city, but he was without in a desert place and they came to him from every quarter. And so when, the, when this man did the opposite of what Jesus said, he was going around telling everybody what Jesus had done for him, not in, a, not in a malicious way. He wasn't trying to disobey what Jesus had told him, but he, 
but he was just so excited about his about his his life being changed he was no longer living under the curse of leprosy he was no longer separated from his family from his wife from his kids from his friends from everyone he was no longer in isolation he was saved from all of that well so often we're we're kind of the opposite of this of this leper you know where we get saved and there, there might be a while where we're you know really on fire for God where we're telling everybody that we know about what Jesus has done for us and then we kind of we kind of fizzle out we kind of stop we kind of neglect we kind of neglect that and you know our our healing is really just is really just as miraculous where we're healed because of what Jesus Christ did something we could only we could only get because of what Jesus Christ did this man this uh this leper you know he had no ability at all to heal himself his situation was was totally desperate he's sitting on the outskirts of the city really just waiting waiting on a miracle waiting for something to happen so that he can go back to his family and really there wasn't wasn't any hope there wasn't anything that he could do there wasn't a any any kind of path that he could take really there's just a, a hopeless hopeless life well that's exactly where we are when it comes when it comes to heaven when it comes uh, to going to going to heaven is that we're completely we're completely helpless on our own without Jesus Christ we have we have no way of of going to heaven we have no way no no hope of even starting and we're just waiting for somebody we're just waiting for for an answer we're waiting for a gift of salvation and so when we accept Jesus Christ as our Savior it's just as exciting because it's we it's not quite the same in that we weren't isolated from and when we're lost we're not isolated from our friends and family we will be in in eternity if we're not saved but <clears throat> when when we when we are saved we're no longer isolated from God we're no longer isolated from our Savior and we should rejoice in that and we should uh, go and share that with others with the enthusiasm and excitement that that this leper had and we don't have this excuse uh, that maybe this this leper could have used and and uh, to say well I I don't want to you know I don't want to uh, go around spreading the spreading what Jesus did for me too much because he told me he told me not to no later in scripture Jesus gives us the Great Commission to go and to tell others to go and baptize and teach and so we don't have that excuse that maybe this leper could have used and so why did this man disobey Jesus because because he was excited about what Jesus had done for him and he was excited about what Jesus could do for for all of his all of his friends for his fellow lepers for all of these people and what Jesus could what Jesus could heal them of and tonight you know we should we have a message of hope we have great news to share with a world that desperately needs good news and so let's uh, go ahead and stand that's a, a shorter message tonight we'll have a really a brief invitation and then we'll go ahead and start our prayer meeting and so I'm going to go ahead and, 
and pray, and then we'll sing a verse of invitation. Dear Lord, I just thank you for this day, Lord. Lord, I just pray that you'll, that this message, Lord, that will has spoken to us, Lord. Lord, I just pray that we'll just be uh, willing to share the gospel with others, with our with our friends and neighbors, Lord. That we'll just have that enthusiasm of this leper and just want to tell others about what Jesus has done for us in uh, your Son Jesus Christ's name. Amen. All right, let's go ahead and sing.